You're listening to the Rad Podcast. Explore wealth. Different model, a different way, different way of doing business. Mm-hmm. Parts of the country, twenty four seven, seven days a week. I was just done with the gurus. If somebody gives me thirty to fifty thousand dollars, that should be a lifetime relationship for Podcast Nation. Because if you give me that kind of money, I have an obligation, in my opinion, a responsibility to see you succeed. Hey everyone, <laughs> welcome to Philadelphia. This is Dory. Um, I was going to talk a little bit about evictions today. Uh, not convictions, evictions. Although I do have some convictions about evictions. Um, in the Philadelphia market, you know, every market's a little bit different, so I'm not trying to, <laughs> it's funny, I don't usually start with a disclaimer, but uh, when it comes to evictions, apparently I feel the need to. Um, you know, every state, city, county, you know, has different rules, different ways that they go about um, doing evictions. I'm going to talk about the eviction we just did here in Philadelphia, um, some of the trials and tribulations about it, and um, just really give you a, a walkthrough what the eviction process can look like um, with maybe some tidbits here and there so uh, enjoy Philadelphia as we go by I'm sorry I had to put this up so you can't see as much as Philadelphia because I get so much glare um, that I can't see as good as I would like to so uh, number one importance is driving safely but um, I've got a 30-40 minute drive through some probably heavy traffic so um, so safety is going to be first let's see actually I might be able to Oops. Yeah, okay, that's fine. That works. Um, there you go. Now you can see a little more of the row homes flowing by. Unfortunately, you'll probably see a lot of interstate too. So let's get to it. So in Philadelphia, um, you have a renter, let's say, and they s- decide to stop paying rent or are unable to continue paying rent for whatever reason. Um, you know, first of all, we try to communicate as much as possible to our tenants. We encourage them to do the same. If something's going on, you know, we want to know about it. We um, charge first month's, last month's, and a security deposit. So let's say they have some sort of a, mer- a medical emergency or, um, or family emergency. And, you know, these guys are in good standing. They pay rent on time all the time. Um, something just strange happens. We'll take that last month's rent and give them a one-off and apply the last month's rent to the current month. Again, only if they're in good standing and doing things the way they should be doing, communicating to us. Um, that can give them a little bit of relief. Um, but again, we only want to do that if they are in good standing. The other thing is we will also, um, you know, again, communicate, get on a payment plan, you know, week to week. You know, understand what, you know, understanding what their pay structure is and what they do. Um, you know, let's say, you know, they're paid twice a month. So if you get on a payment plan, you know, make sure that you're the first payment out, that you're the one getting paid as soon as they get paid, because let's face it, when it comes to, you know, um, priorities, and I think anybody who owns a home probably feels this way, the first, the first thing you pay is your, is your, you know, security and safety of your home, and then the second thing you go for is food, and, other, and then you, you know, and then the necessities kind of flow from there. So you want to make sure that you're on that, on that, uh, time frame so that you get the paycheck first and we've had to do that a, a couple of times and usually usually honestly most of the time it works out in this situation um, you know as in a lot of situations when it comes to these are the folks who lived in the house when we purchased it um, we made a leasing agreement with them and they were highly dysfunctional 
Um, and so we, you know, working out any kind of arrangements wasn't something that was really possible. Um, not that we didn't try and probably try for a little longer than we should have. Um, but basically it starts with a 10 day notice. Um, you know, some places it's a three day, some places it's a five day. Um, the notice is, hey, pay, or we're going to start, you know, legal proceedings. Um, we also, you also can, um, here in Philadelphia, you can do a pay or quit, which is, you know, basically, okay, you know, pay or leave. Um, and lots of times that gets their attention and helps, you know, it will move things along. Um, in this situation, we did both of those, no movement whatsoever. Um, and... And so then we went through the eviction process. Um, you know, you get a court date for your eviction, you get eviction court. Um, our lawyer is um, Todd Barrett's here in Philadelphia. Um, it's really, it's Todd, Ken, um, and Corey, and a few others. It's, it, you know, they're all three lawyers. It's dad and two sons. There may be some more family in there. I don't know Mr. Barrett, so if I didn't name all the members of the family. I think their mom actually does some administrative assistance as well. But. Um, They've been doing this for a very long time. The day that I went to court for this particular one that I'm going to be talking about, um, I think he had maybe 23, 20-some evictions that he was doing on that on that single day. So, I mean, this guy, he's good at this. He does it all day long. Um, and fortunately, well, fortunately for us, um, the tenant didn't show up. And so if the tenant doesn't show up, it's a default hearing in our favor. Um which is, you know, helps expedite things substantially. If, if the tenant does show up, which, you know, happens most of the time, um, then you go in Philadelphia anyway, you'd go to mediation. And so you go and you try to work out a deal. Um, if there's any deal that can be made, you know, sometimes it's, Hey, the deal is you got to pay. Um, and you have this much time to do it in. If you don't, then, you know, you move out on your, on your own. Um, we actually had a court yesterday with another eviction. Um, and again, this is a guy, he had two jobs, um, and when he, when he rented from us, in the time that he rented from us, he gained custody of three boys that were his and his ex-wives, and he lost one job. Um, so he ended up with three more mouths to feed, and he lost a job, um, and so he's really struggled. Um, and he got behind on his rent, and we proceeded with eviction notice. Now, he, oh, well, I'm talking about two, it's going to muddy the waters a bit. He did show up to court. We knew he would. He'd already talked about that he was going to show up. We already had discussed and agreed upon a payment arrangement, but we continued the legal proceedings because we want to make sure that we get what he's agreed to on official court document and, uh, and recorded because that, you know, secures us if he decides, you know, that he can't, he can't do it or, or if he stops payment, then it allows us to continue to, um, the eviction process more uh, more quickly. So, um, and, and it was the same thing. We, we kind of know what his pay structure is. He's going to pay us twice a month. Um, he's going to pay full rent at the first of the month uh, so that he stays current with the current month. And then he's going to pay us, I believe it's um, $350 um, on his second paycheck. So full paycheck at the beginning of the month or full rent at the beginning of the month and then um, a partial payment halfway through the month. Um, and that'll allow him to get caught up. Well, you know, he, he keeps the place immaculate. Um, he's a good guy. We want to work with him. You know, everything, hopefully, you know, um, honestly, quite frankly, I was praying this morning for him. You know, that, you know, he's able to balance his budget. You know, maybe um, two of his kids are teenagers. Maybe they can, you know, mow some lawns and, you know, they can pull it together. So that's what we're rooting for. Also, 
you know, now that he has custody, if he got some child support, that'd be great. Um, but you know, I'm not holding my breath because I know that takes a very long time to get, um, to get, uh, to start coming through. So anyways, back to the original case I was talking about, <laughs> she didn't show up. We got a default judgment. Um, so after that, then you get, uh, you have to get it. So then you get another court date with a writ of possession. You get the writ of possession, and so these are just you know a continuing process to get the writ of possession, which the writ of possession, and they call it different things in different places. I mean, usually it just says something about possession, alias writ of possession, alias writ, um, you know. So you get you get per, per, you get a uh, possession, and you have to go with a court official, um, and sometimes sheriff, sometimes a county official, um, but some legal person to go there and take possession of the property. Um, and again, the 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 it varies greatly in Texas on that day of the writ of possession you take all their stuff and you throw it out on the street we interrupt this broadcast to remind you to follow us on your favorite podcast platform and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel the rad podcast um, and whatever happens to it happens to it um, in Philadelphia um, you do a lockout and they have 10 days to let you know when they're going to get their stuff out so that you can come there unlock unlock the property and and they can get their stuff out now if they don't let you know within 10 days after 30 days then you can get rid of their stuff um, so we did the writ of possession in this situation I'm there with the court official we knock 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 on the front knock on the back um, plenty loud enough nobody answers nobody's coming to the door we start to change locks because in lots of t scenarios like this um, and the court official needs to stay there with you the legal uh, you know needs to stay there with you until you secure the property um, lots of times you know they'll you know they don't want to be there either you know it's not a comfortable situation especially if people are there um, they'll want to leave as quickly as possible um, you want to keep them there as long as possible so I began to change out the locks in this scenario I was doing the locks um, open up the door guy comes running down the stairs um, his pants in one hand and his hand, other hand waving as he's trying to keep his balance but at the same time he's actually threatening to shoot us um, which I'm not down with so at that point in time I shut the door um, I back away I get behind the officer with his weapon now drawn um, and and we back away from the property the officer then was trying to communicate to the individual that <laughs> that the um, who we, who we were again and why we were there and he just kept threatening to shoot us so at that point in time we call the police the police show up and and go into the house clear them out gave them a couple minutes to grab a few things um, I changed the locks and um, and yay we're done right they let us know you know I had actually already communicated in text over the phone um, with them so they knew exactly what had to happen they had 10 days to let me know when they're gonna get their stuff I'd open the property up and then get their stuff out um, now when I was there which is not it's not a bad idea to follow up on this kind of situation anyway because these kind of scenarios people could destroy the property they left their cats um, didn't want their cats to die so I was going back about every other day to feed the cats um, on the third trip back to the house so I think we did the eviction on Monday so it was like Friday or something so I showed up Wednesday and then Friday I show up Friday and my key doesn't work anymore and um, that's not good so what had happened is they broke back in the house and now we're living there again um, so this is trespass um, at minimum 
criminal trespass. Um, it could be burglary, uh, breaking and entering if they broke my locks, which I'm assuming they did. So call the police again. They come out. Um, knock, knock, knock. They asked me if I know their home. I said yes, because I'd actually seen them because it took three hours for the cops to show up for this call. So um, in Philadelphia, you know, landlord tenant kind of stuff, it's not a high priority for them. Um, you know, there's a lot of shootings here. There's a lot of other violent crime. Um, you know, lots of times you call 911, which I should tell you some stories about that. Um, they're not showing up unless there's a gun involved. So last time there was a gun, they showed up really, really quickly. I mean, literally within, you know, I would say under five minutes. Um, so I wait three hours. During that three hours, I see them come and leave from the property. I know they're there. There's a back door they could be leaving out of. But I had put, um, I had secured the back doors when I secured the property with uh, padlocks. Um, and those padlocks hadn't been removed when I initially scouted the property when I came back to it. Um, so pretty much they had to go in and out of the front door. So I knew they were in there, they weren't answering. Um, I was about to the point where, you know, we go break into the door again, and then the cops get a call for an active shooter and they have to take off. Um, so at this point, you know, I'd been at the property three and a half, four hours. Um, so I called it a day, it was like about 6 p.m. at night. So I go back to the property again. This time, I've got my locksmith with me. Um, you know, I'm basically paying him just to sit on the property with me because I want to get in the door as quickly as possible. Um, we call, we finally get the cops. They, this time they showed up 20 minutes, didn't have anything else going on. Um, we go to break in again. Um, and this time, as we're breaking into the property, here comes the tenant walking down the street. They see us and turn around and start walking. And I said, there's the tenant. But but again, nobody answered, nobody, you know, they, they took off and hid. So um, we secured the property substantially better we put a board in every window, screws in every window. We put, um, you know, we reinforced every single lock and, and even put padlocks in the front door, which typically I don't do because, you know, you got a deadbolt and, a, and another security lock, usually that's, that's substantial enough. But in this case, I, I screwed in two covered locks, lock systems so you can't, I mean, it's very, very, very difficult and put in, you know, the, the most difficult locks I could find to, to cut. So. Um, so substantially screwed, you know, secured the prop. Now at this point, you know, there's no chance of them getting back in. Um, I get contacted by a eviction guy from New Jersey, which is where this family's from. And he says, look, you know, I know that, uh, that these guys messed up. Um, but you know, there's some medications for the oldest in there that we really need to get. Um, and so here's kind of where the dignity and respect comes in. So I, I had always treated these folks with dignity and respect, but I had to be firm. They had to be evicted. They couldn't stay in a property that they weren't paying to live in. Um, and that's all there is to it. So I, you know, the guy says, I need to get the medications, but I know we can only get in the property once. I'm not, a, I'm not a, you know, we're not ready to move to get the things out, but we can do get them out fairly quickly. Um, and I said, no problem. I said, look, you know, um, I've treated these folks with dignity and respect. I'm going to treat and I'm going to continue to do that. I'll meet you at the property tomorrow at 9 a.m. I'll unlock it. Um, you know, I can only be there for 15 minutes. I'm only unlocking it for 15 minutes, whatever they need to get, medications and such. Um, you know, and, you know, and there was a few clothing items and, and some other personal items that they wanted to get. You know, um, I said, go ahead and get them. Um, you got 15 minutes. And then, 
you need to let me know within the next, you know, so many days, I said by the end of the week, um, what day you're going to move all the stuff out of the property that you want to keep. Um, you know, and he was really surprised by that. Um, he said, you know, that's not typically how people do these things. And I said, look, you know, you're a human being, they're human beings. You know, I'm going to treat them as human beings. This is not the scenario that we wanted. I understand this is the last thing that we wanted. Um, and so, you know, come meet, we'll get the, we'll get, um, get the stuff out that they need and then we'll arrange a date. You know, when they arrange the date for us, you know, these folks now, now that this guy's involved, um, I'll unlock the property in the morning. They will come in, move all their stuff out, call me when they're done and I'll lock it up. Um, and that, that way, you know, it also minimizes interaction with somebody, you know, who potentially threatened to shoot me. So, um, and so that's, that's an eviction in Philadelphia. Um, you know, one of the things about this too is the guy who does the evictions in New Jersey, who was helping them out, um, you know, he's, you know, distantly, he's a friend of the family, but he, you know, but he's not really, but he's a broker in New Jersey, a real estate broker in New Jersey. And, you know, now it's another contact. He feels respected. He knows I treated people that, you know, are, you know, friends of his family um, with dignity and respect. And so at some point in time, if I need a contact in New Jersey, a real estate broker, you know, I have a guy that, you know, respects me, trusts me, and would be happy to do me a favor or work with me. So, you know, this is, this is, this is what we're all talking about. You know, it's, it's, it's capital. You know, I'm investing capital um, into people and that capital honestly when you invest in people rarely comes back um, rarely comes back uh, or usually comes back to you in a positive way so um, granted I you know I continually invest in people and that's why maybe why I feel like that because I continually invest in people I continually show dignity and respect and it always comes back to me so maybe it doesn't come back in one scenario and honestly when you're dealing with a lot of dysfunctional people like the people that we evicted you know, no doubt, you know, that won't come back to me probably in any way, shape, except for, you know, in the eyes of the Lord, probably. <laughs> but, um, but, but when you continually invest and continually invest and every interaction is a positive interaction, you know, um, you know, several of our inner circle students are, you know, they're very healthy people. Um, you know, Ron Ward would be an example where, you know, him and I just have, you know, healthy conversations about friends and family and, 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 you know, and just love on each other, you know, tell each other, you know, and respect each other. And, and I think that it, it just, it'll always come back for you. So evictions in Philadelphia, dignity and respect, invest in human capital, and you'll always end up on the plus side. Um, you know, maybe not in a specific transaction of investment and it, you know, and I mean, I'm, I'm making, cause I'm talking business, you know, this is, but it's who I am too. This is who I am. This is what we do. Um, this is who our company is. Um, you're never going to, you're, you're never going to lose. You're never going to lose. You'll win every single time. And that's what we're all about. So anyways, I'm downtown. Let's see. Uh, oops. Let's see. Can you, there's, uh, some downtown Philadelphia. I don't know what you can see, what you can't see. If it sucks, they'll edit it out. <laughs> Peace, everyone. See you in Philadelphia. Come join me for an auction. Property investments here are amazing. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Rad Podcast, an exploration of wealth. For more information, please visit our website, www.raddiversified.com. We'd love to hear from you. Please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. 